Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, ice cream makers must be booming right now with the sun splitting the stones over the last number of weeks and the people getting out and about to make the most of the warm weather. For this week's industry review, I'm delighted to be joined by three ice cream makers to give me a sense of how things have been going for them. Joining me here in studio is Yasmin Khan, director of Teddy's Ice Cream. I'm also joined by Sean Murphy, the co-owner of Murphy's Ice Cream, and David Kersley, the, the co-owner of the Friesen Friesian down there in County Waterford, also joins us. You're all very welcome to the programme. Yasmin, I'm going to start with you. Um, tell us about the wonderful brand that is Teddy's Ice Cream that started back in sometime around 1950. An institution in Dunleary. It is. It was uh, July 1950 when it originally opened. Started off as a backyard to the house next door and um, then became a shed with a window in it. Um, The guy who opened it was a a guy named Edward Jacobs who has passed away. And my dad took it over from him and we've kind of gone from there. Um, Predominantly, we're well known for just a really plain 99, which is what I love. Yeah, um, and when when how how important is? I know the weather is a huge influencer on your business, but after the weather, how important is tradition in Teddy's? So somebody who walked the pier for the last every Sunday for the last twenty five years and getting a Teddy's cone is part of the almost the institution uh, of something that one does. How important is that? repeat business and the longevity and the history of the brand? I I think, um, you know, we thrive on nostalgia. It's really important. And for me, especially, you know, I've been working in that shop since I was 18 and I've seen families grow up and, you know, people who I remember as little small kids coming in with their wives and their children now and saying, daddy used to bring me here or your granddaddy used to bring me here. Um, that's a big part of our brand. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's really important to us. So no matter where we go, we're trying to bring that nostalgia with us to everybody. And I presume the 99 is still the number one seller, yeah? Absolutely. Okay. Stand by, Yasmin. Let's talk to Sean Murphy, the co-owner of Murphy's Ice Cream, uh, down there in Dingle, soon to open in Cork, I believe. Sean, welcome to the programme. Oh, thanks, Bobby. Thanks How are things? Oh, great. We've actually got Cork open already. We opened up in uh, the beginning Woo-hoo. of June. So it's been going for a couple of weeks and flying. Okay. Now, tell us about your business, Sean. Um, again, you're in it quite a number of years now. Um, uh, just tell us a little bit how you got how you got started and how the business has evolved. Sure. Well, I guess we're mere upstarts compared to Teddy's there. Um, we've been going for 23 years. And um, my dad's from Cork and my brother and I grew up in the U.S. And then we're back and forth to Ireland and noticed the, just the quality of the dairy over here and frankly wanted an excuse to live here. And between the two, we, we started making ice cream in 2000. And really, you know, thinking Ireland has the best dairy anywhere in the world and it felt like it should have the best ice cream as well. And so we've just been trying to relentlessly strive towards a better and better product, you know. And the other thing is when we opened up, there was very other few, very few other people doing it. Mm-hmm. And so we started focusing more and more on ingredients we could get around us, you know. So the, our sea salt ice cream, our brown bread ice cream, which has led us into a real um, brands and flavors based on people we know yeah. and, um, and, and things are available on our own. 
There's exceptions, mangoes, vanilla, etc. Don't come from here. No mangoes don't tingle then, no? Not yet. Who knows? <laughs> okay, Who knows? let's bring in our third guest, uh, David Kersey, uh, from the Friesen Friesian. Great name, David. How did you come up with the name, the Friesen Friesian? Thanks, Bobby. Um, great to be back on the show. Um, I, I can't even think how, how the name came about, but I suppose it, it definitely has something to do with the, the history of the Friesian cow on our, our dairy farm here in County Waterford. Um, I suppose that was something we felt was important, a very important part of the the brand was the Friesian cow. So, yeah, that's that's how it came about. And how long are you on the go, David? Uh, we started in 2018 and we had two years of just trading at um, food festivals and markets. It was very much just a part-time summer business. And when the, when the pandemic hit and all those markets disappeared, um, we got together, I suppose, and we, 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 we made a plan of where we'd go next with it. So that's when we started to look at the, the retail side of things um, and new areas of the market. And am I right in saying that you're predominantly, you don't go too far from home in relation to most of your businesses focused in the, in the, in the southeastern area of, of, of the country? Would that be right? That's correct. We're yeah. still operating at a, a pretty small scale and we're, we're focused on really maintaining a high quality product. So we're, we're not rushing it out um, nationwide wide too quick. We do, we do have a couple of um, outlets further afield. We just started stocking the Cliff Alliance in Kildare and, um, we have the likes of Hannah's down in Formoy, but predominantly it's it's Waterford. Right. Tell me then, David, in your view, what makes a really super ice cream? I think, um, as as Kieran said, it's it's the it's the Irish dairy. Um, we we really do um, have the the best dairy around. You know, you, you travel abroad and you taste the milk, and it's just not the same. Um, it comes down to how we look after our <coughs> how we look after our cows in this country and the the diet. I suppose the grass bait based diet um, plays a big part to it. And uh, how, how, in, how much are we influenced by things like, you know, Italian gelatos and that kind of thing, where some of the flavours and some of the, some of the uh, blends that, you know, one comes up with, uh, I see in your own case there, you've got some very interesting flavours. Yeah, I, I think we, we, we take some inspiration from... Um, from the Italians, they're they're certainly good to push the boat out on the flavors, um, and some of the the American flavor, quirky flavors as well, with um, kind of bigger pieces of ingredients like brownies in ice cream. That that's something we like to do as well. So, um, it's it's testing diff, different flavors and seeing what the the consumer is like. Okay, all right. Uh, back to you, Yasmin. I mentioned earlier about um, about the weather, and again, I'd like to just maybe get in behind how you deal with the unpredictability uh, of weather in Ireland. Do you, do you wake up in the morning and have look out the window and decide this is going to be a busy day or this is, I'm going to need to do something to react to the weather? Do you react to the weather on a daily basis? Very much so. Um, you know, Ireland is unpredictable for weather, especially, you know, around Dunleary and where we live in the, the east of the country. So we kind of, I, I don't close my curtains at night, open the curtains, or I don't open the curtains, I just wake up and the sun's shining in and I think, oh, time to go. Yeah. You know, we have to, we try and prepare early in the week because our really busy days would be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, 
But again, in saying that, like ice cream has become an all year round business in Ireland. Yeah. Um, you know, it's part of it is an impulse thing, but it's also a feel good factor. You know, Irish people, I think there was a survey done that said about 46% of the country say it's a treat. Um, our weather isn't great in the winter time, so what makes you feel happy? Yeah. Let's go for ice cream. Yeah, on a, on a on a wet Tuesday in February. That's what it. better to do than have a have a lovely cone from Teddy's? Uh, Sean, what about your? What's your attitude to the weather, and how do you work the weather and the business, uh, and and in particular the unpredictable nature of weather? How do you deal with that? Well, you know, it's the same thing, I guess. Preparation. You know, just always being prepared because forecasts in Ireland aren't always right. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of preparation. And then I suppose as well, surprisingly for us, in a lot of locations, the weather might swing things about 20% as opposed to 100%. You know, Um, so it is is absorbable, but, but it definitely makes a difference. So it's preparation and more preparation. So in terms of the year-round year nature of the business now, are, are tourists an important component in ice cream purchases? Oh, they are, yeah. And yeah. certainly given our location, you know, some of that we have Dingle and we have Killarney, um, even Chop Street, Galway, you know, so, so we certainly see a lot of visitors in. Um, a lot of people as well who maybe are in for conferences or, um, who have family over here. So there's a broad range of people who come in on visits. And, and funnily for us, we find ice cream is an occasional and day out sort of purchase. Yeah. So people from Dingle may be more likely to buy our ice cream from our Dublin shop. And people from Dublin would be more likely to buy our ice cream from our Dingle shop and, and all the way around the country that way. Try and make sense of that, if you will. I know. Sure. <laughs> Tell us, Sean, what about the production process? Where do you make the ice cream? Tell us about, you know, getting it around, keeping it at minus 18, all those kind of challenges. Yeah, sure. So, we look, we started out making it in the back of the shop, and we realized very quick what we wanted to do in terms of having a fully fresh product where everything was coming in fresh, and we were making it really from scratch. There was just no way that was going to happen from a food safety point of view or from a just space point of view. So we went out and got a, a small unit facility then and built a small production line there. Um, and it's a two-day process, um, so we have to start with making all the mix, getting all the raw milk in, everything else that comes in, sugar, fresh eggs, and uh, put that all together. We have to pasteurize it up, obviously, and then the next day we, we freeze it out then. And then we, so we make it all centrally right. and then send it, out to, send it out to the shop as well because we make most of our ingredients. So we bake our brownies, we bake our cookies. We, McCambridge is a brown bread. We're caramelizing ourselves. You know, all of that process we do. So we just need that bit of space to do it. Right, that's very interesting. And again, so so it also ensures uh, product consistency, uh, same flavors in the same and the brand consistency right across all your operations. Absolutely, which is critical because ice cream is a bit of a delicate product, you know. So even at that, distributors we have an outstanding distributor up there, Lavent, um, who's able to keep the, the temperature perfect. You know, so having that consistency across is critical. And we like to have control of that as much as we can. Yeah. And having it centrally does matter. We, we have a quality control team, etc. We're going to watch it. And, da- and, and David, uh, of the Friesen Friesian, um, in terms of the challenges that the warm weather brings to you, um, keeping things at minus 18, is that often difficulty? 
Yeah, yeah, it, it certainly is. Yeah, it, it's um, it's it's always a, a difficulty that maybe uh, the consumer doesn't always see. You know, it's it's from it's once it's made, it, it really has to be maintained. There's there's no room for slip up for you know for ice cream uh, being allowed to warm up. So yeah, keeping it keeping it that cold is very important. Where are you hoping to bring your business uh, when you look at it now, David? What are your plans in terms of expanding and growing? I suppose at the start of this year, uh, we upgraded some piece of our of our equipment, um, which allows to do a little bit bigger volume. Still very small scale, but um, the the food service area is, is an area that we're we're focusing on to to give us a bit more, um, I suppose, uh, year round consistency. It's it's great that you get the the summer the kind of the bumper. Um, crop in in the summer in terms of sales um but for for kind of year-round consistency um having having a product um in in restaurants and hotels would be um would be key for us okay yeah yasmin back to you from teddy's ice cream in dunleary uh, you've got five <laughs> as you call static units which are uh, places with front doors and back doors but Just you also base. but you also have mobile units and tell us a little bit about you know, how you grow the business in that area. Is there a lot of corporate work with the mobile units? Um, there is. It it started out maybe 10 years ago with a, a friend of a friend of mine asking me, could we sort of bring teddies to them because they couldn't get their guys out of the office? So we thought, oh, sure, look, you know, we'll give it a bash. People loved it and we've built up a really good corporate business. Um, we have a couple of ice cream vans that we will send out if they have the space. But really, the the idea behind it is we bring teddies to you. So if you don't want your guys wasting too much time sort of leaving the building or having to go downstairs, we come into your office, we bring you teddies, we bring you the servers, and we can do ice creams, 99s, whatever you get in the shop, we will give to you. And is that is that a, is that a growing part of the business? And it, is it... A- very An important so. part of the business too. Absolutely. Um, it's, you know, it was growing really well and then COVID came and it stopped yeah. entirely. Um, and all of a sudden this year now, it's come back hugely. You know, people, uh, companies like to reward their staff. It's a small thing, but it's a nice thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, last word to you then, Sean, in terms of the future and the uh, growth of the business. Um, you're, you've 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 been very strategic around your locations, from Dingle to Dublin to Galway to now Cork. Um, is is it it? Do you ex- intend to expand much more? Absolutely. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and and I think there's there's good opportunities there. You know, I think growth keeps things exciting um, for all of our team, and and this is a lot of us now in this attic. And really, we, I think there's an opportunity for us to grow more in in Ireland. And then at some point, Ireland is an amazing country, but a small one. So, you know, thinking about growing beyond Ireland is certainly on the cards, but that's a, it's a um, careful move we need to make. And does your central production unit where you're making all the ice, have you got, have you got potential to expand your production you do? Oh, we do. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're down here. We've, um, with the rest of the Gaelic, they're back, back here, and they've been incredibly supportive over the years in terms of helping us facilitate expansion. Right. You're still traumatizing me, I'm sorry, from uh, talking about keeping temperatures. You know, you'll know you've got me if I'm ever in the supermarket and I'm running, closing all the doors of, like, freezers that aren't mine. <laughs> so paranoid. So, yeah, so there's a certain paranoia around around temperature <laughs> control that's with all ice cream ma- manufacturers. Is that right? 
Absolutely. I think so. Maybe it's just me. Do you do vegan ice cream, uh, Sean? Look, we do, we do a couple of sorbets. Um, we do three of those, including a chocolate sorbet, which are really rich. Um, you know, we're working hard on getting a product that fits all of our ethos and is vegan in terms of being a fully fresh product and, right. and the ingredients we can get around here. Right. And tell me about some of the cool flavors that you have now, because I always love something. I love hearing about the uh, the ice cream names and some like the innovation around new flavors always fascinates me. Sure. Well, look, you know, we have our classics like sea salt, brown bread, um, which are the classic old ones. Um, now we've done Dingo Gin, which is really big. Um, we're doing a lemon line at the moment. Um, you know, for us, we allow mixing flavors in the shops, and so we tend to do each single flavor is quite simple, and then you can combine them up when you get it. I have to say, I'm fancying ice cream now after talking about that all day. Uh, go out there, folks. Support our ice cream makers. Uh, you'll find them in all parts of the country. Uh, big thanks to my guests, Sean Murphy, the co-owner of Murphy's Ice Cream, uh, HQ down there in Dingle. David Kersey, co-owner of the Friesen Friesian in Waterford, and Yasmin Khan, Director of Teddy's here in Dunleary. Thank you all for joining us, and every success. And may the warm weather continue for you all. Thanks, Bobby. Thank you. All right, guys, thank you. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.